Welcome to the Westridge Church Young Adult Podcast, featuring Brad and April Chandler. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Want to start? Who with... thought of that expression? Is that an expression? Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Who thought of it? I think it was Mr. Doki who thought of it. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea. You want to start with Would You Rather? Yeah. All right. I have one. You ready? Would you rather lose all your money and valuables or all of the pictures you have ever taken? What? <laughs> That's a pretty good one, especially since you love pictures. I do love pictures. So either lose all your money and valuables or lose all of your pictures. So are you talking about pictures that you like pour... You like serve drinking? Pick chores <laughs> of people. I'm just making fun of the way you said it. Yeah, I know. Thanks. Um, money and valuables or pictures. All the pictures you've ever taken, whether it's in print or digital. I guess money and valuables. You'd rather lose all that? Yeah. Can't retake those pictures, can you? These questions are not <laughs> fun, but yes. <laughs> That's the no, point. you can't. You could always make more money. Or your family could help you out <laughs> as you are on your way to making more money. All right. Nice. Would you rather have a dog with a cat's personality or a cat with a dog's personality? <laughs> <laughs> a cat with a dog's personality. Because that that's what I love. One. That's what I love about dogs is their personality. That would actually be a pretty cool cat as long as, well, I don't know. I don't like that dogs follow you around everywhere. I'm like, get off of my heels. Well, they don't all do that. Yeah, but it's kind of a, a trait of dogs. Okay, your turn. All right, would you rather be able to see 10 minutes into your own future or 10 minutes into the future of anyone but yourself? Like you could see into someone else's future for 10 minutes, anyone you want, or see into your own future for 10 minutes. So this is like the next 10 minutes? Yes, like 10 minutes from now, you could see that. I mean... For either you or would you rather see the future of someone else in 10 minutes? Probably someone else. Because I would use it to, like, somehow make money or something. (laughs) (laughs) What? You know how you Like a parlor trick? Like you work at the fair? (laughs) No. Like stocks or... I don't know. There's probably a smart way you could use it to make money. But in my own life, in 10 Mm -hmm. minutes, I'm probably going to be eating lunch or going to the bathroom. (laughs) It's not going to be very exciting. You could see like 10 minutes into... Well, I'll be still doing this podcast, actually. (laughs) The future of like, if it was a boxing match or something. Yeah. You could see into the future of that person, that boxer, know who's going to win, put some money on the cubbies. Exactly. So... (laughs) Yeah, and it wouldn't be gambling because you'd know what was going to happen. <laughs> oh, now we're justifying gambling. Okay, next. Would you rather eat poop that tasted like chocolate <laughs> or eat chocolate that tasted like poop? Chocolate that tasted like poop. Because <laughs> at least I know it's not poop. <laughs> Even though that would taste terrible, I would imagine. Not that I've ever eaten poop. I would think that tastes terrible. But you terrible. can kind of guess by the way it smells. 
what it would taste like. It's just the consistency would be different. Yeah. So I would I would do what you said too because the consistency of chocolate's not so bad. Okay, here's it's a, a fun thing to think about. Here's here's a good <laughs> no, one. No, it's not. Would you rather be famous when you're alive and forgotten when you're dead, or unknown when you're alive but famous after you're dead? Oh my gosh, I think I would pick famous after I'm dead. Okay, why? Well, well <laughs> because. I just want to know my life counted for something. But I guess I wouldn't know. You wouldn't. But for the for the future, I mean, I guess famous doesn't mean that you, like, did anything. But, yeah, that's what I would pick anyway. Okay. I think, I think it'd be hard for me to be famous right now. I don't think people do that well with being famous. What would you pick, though? Um, I don't know. That's hard. Probably, I mean, if we're just talking straight up, just like famous, I'd go out on my life. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, if if all we're talking about is famous. Yeah. But if you if you start getting more like personal with it, like, would you rather your kids love you while you're alive and then forget about you when you're dead or... <laughs> To really like miss you and like remember you fondly when you're gone, like yeah. Then it's a different thing, but that's not right. famous. So yeah. if it's just famous, why not while I'm alive and <laughs> not when I'm gone? When I'm gone, I'll be with God and I won't care about any of that junk. I know, but the world you leave behind will be affected by your that's what true. you left. All right. Maybe <laughs> that's the way I'm thinking of it. Maybe you swayed me. <laughs> okay. Would you rather run at 100 miles per hour yes. or fly at 10 miles per hour? Uh, run at 100 miles an hour. Really? Yes. <laughs> I think I would pick fly at 10 miles an hour. That's still fast. Not that fast. I mean, it's faster than I can run. So it's going to be fast to me. I mean, it's, it's all right. And you're not in a vehicle, so... Yeah. Babe, flying. That's cool. <laughs> but if you're running at 100 miles per hour, it's almost like you're flying, I guess. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm going with that. I feel like that could be dangerous. Okay. You need, like, wide open spaces so nothing can, like, jump out and hit you. I guess it wouldn't jump out and hit you if you're going 100 miles per hour. <laughs> you can still see stuff coming. Yeah, that's true. All right, you ready? Okay, I have two more for you. Okay, <clears throat> so this one I got one more. So, would you rather go to jail for four years for something you didn't do, or get away with something horrible you did, but always live in fear of being caught? <laughs> um, the first one. You would rather yes go to jail for something you didn't do. Yeah, well, I'm a firstborn. I don't know if this is true of all firstborns. Maybe it's just me, my personality, but. I don't, I don't like to know that I did something bad. Gotcha. Yeah. The guilt like would be. Yeah. The guilt is what keeps me from doing bad things. Yeah. <clears throat> and as an introvert, you you might enjoy some prison time. <laughs> I might actually right now. It's <laughs> kind of nice. I can read books and work out. That doesn't sound fun, but it'd be good for me. <laughs> there might not be anything else to do. <laughs> 
Would you rather know how you will die or when you will die? I'm going to go with, man, I don't know. I'll say how. That's what I would pick, too. I think it'd be hard to live knowing when you're going to die. Well, yeah, I mean. It could be useful in some ways, but then it's, like, depressing. I could go either way, but I'll just pick how. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my last one. Would you rather your shirts always be two sizes too big or two sizes too small? Those are your only <laughs> options. <laughs> uh, man, I don't like that. Why? That's why you picked this. You know, it would be hard for me. Yeah, they're both bad. So which would you rather? Gosh. Man. Those jokers are always too tight or always too baggy. This is the least, like, important question you've asked me, but it's going to be my hardest one. <laughs> I like it probably What does the that most. say about me? Huh. We'll find out later in the podcast <laughs> what that says about you. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> geez. I guess two sizes too big because I don't want to be hanging out anywhere or like having rolls showing up <laughs> every day. Good choice. That's what I'd pick. Yeah. Okay, your last one. Okay. Would you rather visit 100 years in the past or 100 years in the future? 100 years in the future. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that'd if, be fun. What if there is no future in 100 years? Then I'd find that out. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you could get back. You didn't specify that. <laughs> I know. Uh, those were good. That was fun. What do some of those answers tell us about ourselves, babe? I don't know. I'd rather be modest than <laughs> you're only thinking a hussy. of the, you're <laughs> the only thinking of the t-shirt question. That's the only one you're thinking about. I know. I told you. It's what does that say about me? I don't know. I think I'm vain. And is it important to know things about you? I think it's very important, but that's my personality. Hmm. Personality. <laughs> Sounds like a good topic for a podcast. It is. We should talk about that today. Let's do Man, it. We just we just come into these podcasts with no idea what we're going to talk about, and then we just happen upon ideas. And we, I think we've mastered the art of transition. <laughs> we're working on it. <laughs> so get us into it, babe. Get us into it. Okay. Get us, ease us into the personality conversation. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to say, let's see. The reason I think it's important to know about yourself know your personality, um, your traits, like what you're good at, what you're like innately good at or innately bad at, need to work at, weaknesses, strengths. I think it's really, really good to know that about yourself. So you know where you can work harder and where um, you can put yourself in your life to use your strengths. So for me, I know I'm an introvert. So I know that I get my energy from having time alone, and I know if I don't get a lot of alone time, I will be less talkative, I will be probably more irritable and stressed out and anxious. And I might not even, you know, back back in the day before I even um, thought about this stuff, I didn't even know why I felt that way, I just did. And having kids, three kids, 
I don't get a lot of alone time anymore, so I have to actually plan alone time into my weeks, which is kind of a crazy thing to think about. What's one of the tools that you've found that's really helped you to learn more about your personality and kind of more about how you're wired up? Are you talking to the Enneagram, about the Enneagram? That is what I'm asking about. <laughs> well, if you know me, I am very into the Enneagram. Um, it's basically, it's, it's a test that you can take to figure out. Um, can we acknowledge you just sighed? As though you're in love with this test. <laughs> I sighed because I'm, I always have a hard time explaining the Enneagram to people because I feel like there's so much wrapped up in it. Mm. Um, it's hard for me to like condense it down, condense it into words. Um, but basically it breaks down human beings into nine different types and it tells you like the weaknesses and strengths of that type of person. And it's not saying like you are this, you fit in this little box. It's saying these are things that probably describe what your root fears are, your root like motivation motivations are, yeah, thanks. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. And everybody's different. So they they will kind of show those things in different ways, but generally speaking this helps this it has helped me a lot just getting to know all the different types to understand other people better and to relate to them better before studying the enneagram i thought people were basically all pretty similar and i thought they thought a lot like me um obviously not exactly like me but just Knowing all the different types, I've realized just how different we all are, which has been really eye-opening for me. Very cool. So you learned more about the Enneagram. You took the Enneagram more than once. We took yeah. the Enneagram, like I found it before you did, uh-huh. like 11 years ago. Yeah, before we were married. Or yes, 12 years so 12 ago. or 13 years ago, yeah. And then we both took it. And then we just recently, like this past year, retook it. And it's Mm -hmm. like a 144-question test. Yeah. And got a little bit different results than we did from 12 or 13 years ago. Which, okay, if you take the Enneagram, you don't ever change a number. So if you get get different numbers, um, it just means either you were not answering correctly. The test is just supposed to help you figure out what number you are. You can just read the descriptions and decide for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, But the test is just a tool to help you figure it out. So when we took it 12, 13 years ago, we both got like the same number, didn't we? I don't remember now. I think we both got nines. I know that's what I got. Yeah, but so we were in our 20s when we took it. Um, Good job with the math. I didn't even do math. I just guessed. Um, uh, And now, and then we took it again in our thirties, and we got different results that made more sense to me. The most, the newest test results seem to be the most accurate. Yeah. So, what number did you get? Like, what are you now? Now. And tell us a little bit about what that number means. 
Okay, so I am a number four, which is the individualist. Sometimes it's called the artist. It's basically somebody who wants to know who they are. They care a lot about being real and original. An individual. Yeah, an individual. A lot of times we think we're special. <laughs> um, and I think you're special, all right. <laughs> thanks. And we just like can't stand fake, like pretend stuff. It just feels wrong. What else? I don't know. Are all fours drop dead gorgeous? You're sweet, babe. Or is that just you? <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, a, a big trait of fours is like we're not really big on small talk. So sometimes we can come across as like we like to go deep and get like personal. So sometimes a four can come across as like socially awkward. In a way, yeah, like, whoa, yeah. like, I don't really know you. Why are you talking to me about that stuff right now? Mm -hmm. So sometimes I have to, since I know that, I have to, like, force myself to do small talk, which I hate because it seems fake to me because mm -hmm. I don't really care about the weather necessarily, you know? Which has been great. Like. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just turning fall as we're recording this so it actually looks beautiful outside. I know it's cloudy, mm -hmm. but I mean, I can talk about the weather a little bit, but if we're just <laughs> using it as like to pass the time. The basis for a conversation. Yeah, yeah it's really, really, it's hard for me. <laughs> but one of the things the Enneagram doesn't go into is things like what you talked about a few minutes ago when you said you're introverted mm -hmm. and you need time alone like, that's not necessarily tied to these things. No. These numbers in the Enneagram. So, that's just another way where, you know, you could take, you could use a tool like the Enneagram test and it's, it's not like it tells you everything about you. Yeah. If you're a four, like you are, yeah. that doesn't make you just like any other four. Like, you guys are still different, mm -hmm. which works really well for the fact that you are a four because you don't want to be like another four. You want to be yeah. your own version <laughs> of four. But it's true, like, all all numbers on a personality type, regardless of the test or the tool or whatever it is you're doing, you're still different and unique. Yeah. But it's also helpful to know some, like, common traits about right. people that are wired similar similarly to you. Yeah. So the main weakness of a four is envy, which is not like, oh, I wish I had their car or I wish I had their clothes or anything like that it's more like that person has like a way about them a way in the world that I don't feel like I embody or I'm good at and so I might envy that about them so knowing that I know that I have to work against that and the biggest thing the biggest weapon to use against envy is love just loving people Loving myself for who I am and just accepting that about me, accepting that about them. So, babe, you want to talk about your number? I would love to. I am a three, which is called different things on different versions of the Enneagram, but it's, I think I've heard it called the achiever the most often. So, my personality type likes to have goals, likes to achieve benchmarks and like things that have been set. I can be a little bit too wrapped up in that stuff, but in how it affects me. So it can be a little bit 
too self-focused and can also lend itself to being not necessarily a liar, but potentially if it sets you up and, and presents you in a way as though you're achieving your goals. So it's just like all the personality types, it has good things and it has bad things about it. But when I read more and more about the description, it does seem to match up pretty well with with me. And and then on top of that, outside of the Enneagram, I'm extroverted and enjoy being around people. Like it energizes me to be around people. If I was to be at the house for like more than a day by myself, I would start to get a little nuts and feel like I need to get out just to see someone, even if it was just to go to a restaurant and talk to the waiter or something. <laughs> like I feel that's how I start to get. If I were to work in a cubicle, which I've done before, and not have any interaction with people, like that's not good for me. I have to have some human interaction. So that's just some of the stuff about me, but it's been really cool for the Enneagram and then just other personality type tests for me in April when we talk about those results and being married and doing life together, raising kids, like all the things we do on a daily basis to learn more about each other is actually really helpful because, because we're different, which we already know that, but to see specific ways we're different, specific ways we think, specific ways we struggle and can be tempted to, to operate and process information and things like that is, is really helpful to know because then it helps us have uh, sympathy for the other person and understanding for the other person when we have conversations and when we go through stuff in life. So I've, I mean, we've over the past year or so, mm-hmm. like we've had some conversations that I think have been really cool that have happened because of the Enneagram test and the learning more about how our numbers interact with each other, but then also how our numbers interact with other people too. So if April's having a hard time understanding where somebody's coming from, if they're wired up like me, I can speak into it. Or just because she knows more about the personality types in the Enneagram, she can start to guess about what number they are. And maybe it helps them. It helps you. for me. Yeah. She'll literally try to like guess, like, I think they're a five or I'm pretty sure they're an eight. Like I literally hear her say that at least a few times a week <laughs> and it's, it's pretty funny. And then most of the time she's right. Cause she listens to podcasts. Yeah. I was obsessive about it for a little while there. Yeah. She was listening to podcasts about it all the time. She read a couple books. So, and it, again, like it's a helpful, cool tool that you can use. So one conversation me and April had based off of the personality types and us learning more about that stuff was we were talking about how I don't have feelings, which isn't, (laughs) which isn't like, that's not true. Like I do have feelings. How I think about feelings and process feelings is just different than April's. So when she says like something like you don't have feelings or anything like that, it's not, she's not saying I don't really have them. It's just more trying to figure out why I'm not feeling the same way she's feeling or why I don't have as many as she has or something like that. So we were we were talking about just that whole idea of feelings and her version of that and my version of that. And 
she asked me if... Let me give an example. Like, okay. we see a sunset, and it's beautiful. And I'm like, oh my gosh, look at that sunset. And I'll just be, like, amazed by it and just looking at like taking it all in and he's like yeah cool yeah that's nice and then he'll like keep talking about something and I'm like no but like look at it take it in and he's like I did <laughs> that's true that's is that example. kind of yeah but the whole story I'm telling is the example okay go for it sorry <laughs> no it's fine <laughs> because what you asked me when we were talking about this was if my grandmother died Mm-hmm. Or a relative. I yeah. Mean, no, we don't want anyone to die. But yeah, but it sounded like you were saying it. About no, one of your family. You members. asked me if one of your family members died. Okay. And you were sad. Mm-hmm. Would I be sad? Is what you asked me, right? Yeah. You don't seem sure. Is that what I? Is that what you I said? I mean, that's kind of what I said. I think I said, <clears throat> would it be hard for you to like be in that place with me, like grieve with me? Yeah. Which obviously you'd be sad because you love my family too and you feel bad for me, but yes, go ahead. But the answer that I said is the answer to the mm-hmm. question, which is I i wouldn't really be sad. Like I wouldn't, I don't, I mean, I don't think I would cry about anything. Like I would be sad for you mm-hmm. and because you're sad, I would be sad. I can't put myself in the same place you're in or anything like that. Like yeah. that just, I just is not something I can do. Right. Or at least I can't do it naturally. God can do anything. So he could put me there if I needed to be there. But that's not that's not like a natural thing for me. That's not something I do. Mm-hmm. So if you're feeling a certain way in anything, whether it was that or anything else, and looking for me to like be in that same place and be super sympathetic and things like that, it's just not what comes natural to me. It's not like something that I can do easily. If at all. So in that conversation, I know for you, you could just speak to like how that helped you. Because I felt like that conversation helped you even more than it helped me. Like to just know that about me. So it, you yeah. didn't have a wrong expectation of me. It could keep you from being as frustrated or hurt by me, which would never... It's it, still frustrating, but uh, yeah, I wouldn't... You wouldn't take I it wouldn't personal. Be like, yeah, or, I wouldn't take it personally, yeah. Right. <laughs> it still does make me feel like you don't have any feelings. I, I mean, have you feelings. have feelings. I do. But I have heard, like, for a three, you immediately take in something with feelings, but then you go to, what can I do? Like, what can I do for you? Instead mm-hmm. of, like, let me be in this moment with you, you'd be more like, what can I do for you in this moment? Yes. Which can be good. But if you said, what I need from you in this moment is for you to be here with me in this moment. Which is probably what would be the case, yeah. But you would need to say that, because that's not what I think is the thing that's needed. Yeah. And then I could probably do it in some version of that. Mm-hmm. But probably not, it wouldn't look the same way as if I as was you doing, were doing yeah. it. But I could at least like chill out on the trying to do something more tangible than I'm used to. Yeah. I would have a hard time <laughs> even then like of doing it. Like I, I just know I would still struggle. But I would at least take that on as my goal. Yeah. I was thinking about... Um... Do you remember, I'm kind of changing the subject. I'm changing numbers, actually, on you. Do you remember when we were talking about the other day how Jet, okay, when we went on vacation a couple, well, last month, we were at the beach, and it was like this, not, it was like a secluded kind of beach in um, Jekyll Island, 
and we found this huge ball that had like a dinosaur on it and somebody had just left it there. So we took, we cleaned it and we took it home. It's just like a fun ball. I don't know if that's weird, but we were okay with it. We took it home and the kids were playing with it in the trampoline and stuff. And so we were like, Jet, do you, how, how's it going outside? And he's like, we're playing with my ball. And like, I love my ball or whatever. And we're like, why do you love it so much? And he said he loves it because Cooper loves it. And we were like, because Cooper loves it, his brother. And he's like, yeah. And then we are like, but why do you love it? And then he said, because Everest loves to play with it. And <laughs> we were like, but that's not you. Like, why do you love it? And he just couldn't tell us. It made me think that he might be the two, a two on the Enneagram. Because a lot of times the two is called a helper. And they... They basically, their main desire is for, like, love. And so they're always thinking about the people around them. And they never think about themselves. And so a lot of times when you ask a two, like, what do you want? They don't know. Like, they have to really sit and think about what they really want. Because they're always thinking about what other people want. They're the people, when you go to eat lunch with them and you ask them what they want for lunch, they yeah. say, well, what do you want? <laughs> yeah. And that's all they ever say. They never answer yeah. the question. And they'll do anything for you, and they could totally be taken advantage of because, you know, you could just keep taking and taking from a two, and they'll keep giving and giving because their desire is for you to love them. But they're super loyal. Yeah. Twos are, are pretty awesome. I feel like... I mean, there can be obviously bad sides to it too because their motivation for doing things for you is to get you to love them. So that's not, you know, that's not good. But my personality is like, I'm always very focused on myself. And so I really admire twos. And I, I try to learn from twos because they're so good at focusing on other people. And it's helpful not only for us individually and not only for us in our marriage, but I think it points to a thing we we pretty much always talk about on these podcasts is it's pointing us to to God ultimately because there's there's two kind of themes that you see when it comes to kind of us and how we're made and one is that we're made in God's image so all of us are made in God's image every single person on the planet and that God made us, like he knit us together in our mother's womb, is what the Bible says. So if that's true, we're made in God's image and he made us, he made us the way we are on purpose. Mm -hmm. And so the more we get to know ourselves, as well as the more we get to know other people and interact with other people, the bigger and broader and more understanding we are going to get about God. Because if we're all in his image then to know people better and to really study people and to try to understand people, you really are starting to understand more of who God is because he made that person and he loves that person. And there's some aspect of that person that's also true of who God is. Yeah. So it's not to say every aspect of who we are as people is who God is because there's this aspect of sin, which is not God. But there are some very true and real things about all of us that are reflections of God and you can start to understand more of even what the Bible says about certain things because you understand more about the creation that he made and that he loves like crazy because he he loves and pursues us so it's really cool to learn more about that to learn more about each other to more about learn more about yourself 
I I liked the I like the idea of the Enneagram, the nine personality types as being each type is like a piece of God's personality. Like he embodies every type and he is the ideal version of every type. Because you you can have a healthy version, you can have the unhealthy version of yourself. And a lot of these books will um, go into what that looks like so you can kind of see where you are at that moment. I just think it's cool. Like if, if God does embody all those personality types and he puts a little piece of himself, his personality into all of us, and then he puts each of those people in a specific community, a specific family, for specific reasons, and if we know, like, our strengths, we can use that in, you know, in where we live and where we are. I don't know. I think there's so much to that that we just, we don't see, Mm -hmm. but that God sees and He planned and I think that's cool. And if we do recognize like this, the specialness in each person and like how important they are to our lives and our society, even though they're so different from us or whatever, you know, we can respect them and their place in the world. Yeah, that's, this is, I mean, I think part of this conversation is why it's so unhealthy for a person to just be, a, like if a person was alone on an island for their whole life. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not how they were meant to live. Like, that's not how they were meant to experience life. And they're only limited, like, their only experience with the world is based off of their own pers- perspective yeah. and perception. And that's it. Yeah. Like, they have no one else's perception or perspective to reflect on or hear about uh-huh. or to process or think of. And that's, like, not a good place for any of us to be in. Like, that's not healthy. We need each other's perspectives and thoughts and the differences that are within each of us and the personality types that are out there and the the different introverts and extroverts and all that kind of different stuff that's about us to help us learn more about us, but then ultimately and in a lot more of an important way, like learn more about who God is. There's a personality, well, the type number six, they're called a loyalist sometimes, but there's, there's a type of a six that they're very um, hyper aware of all the dangers around them. Like at all times they know or they've thought about bad things that could happen. And actually I've heard that as the, the six type is like the most common. But I also heard somebody compare them to this study that was done on, I think it was gorillas. And they took like the most anxious gorillas in this what do you call like a community? I don't know. Of gorillas. A tribe? A tribe. I don't know. Whatever. Um, they took the most anxious ones out of the tribe just to see what would happen. Tribe is not the word, but we're going to use that. The group. <laughs> the gorilla group. Um, gang? The gang of gorillas. <laughs> <laughs> they took them out and then they came back like a year later or years later. And the whole community of gorillas had died off. Wow. And so, yeah, which is cool if you think of a six. You think it's cool all the gorillas died? <laughs> well, no, but if you compare it to human beings, we can learn from it. Um, if we didn't have any sixes in the world, like, imagine where we would be. We'd be probably died off. There'd it's be true. none of us left because we don't have the sixes there to look out for the dangers. Yep. But then also, <clears throat> because... The six personality type is so hyper aware of that stuff. They have to watch out because they could be um, 
people can use that against them. Like you can see it on commercials on TV for, you know, medications or different types of like security systems, stuff like that. They play on your fears mm-hmm. and you're like, oh my gosh, I got to get this in my house or I got to get this medicine or this vaccination or yeah, whatever, because I don't want this to happen. My favorite thing on the medicine commercials is the very end where it says this, <laughs> this medication may cause the delusions, <laughs> depression, uh, or yeah. you might die. It's <laughs> like, like a, a, a medication for getting out of depression. Yeah. And then it's like, that might be a side effect. It may effect. cause worse depression. Yeah. I like it, babe. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to add to the conversation? Um... I just think it's really important. There's other there's other ways you can learn about yourself, you know. Just yeah. knowing if you're introvert or extrovert is good. I think <clears throat> I think you could be an introvert at times and an extrovert at times depending on your situation in life. Like extroverts could feel introverted because they're like overwhelmed. Yeah. Well, we times. all need moments of being alone. I mean, you need moments with other people and moments alone. Like the amount of those things is what can be different like differentiate you from other people Mm -hmm. like you need a lot more of time to yourself than i need Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean i don't need alone time and that also doesn't mean you don't need time with people like when you've been with the kids for three days in a row and it's just you and the kids and then i get home like you're ready to talk to me for a long time because (laughs) you haven't been around an adult in a while yeah that's pretty typical yeah no that never happens what are you talking about (laughs) so we can include like a test for an Enneagram? Yeah, there's a free one online you can try out. But it's just a tool. You can you can just read about the the different types and figure it out for yourself if you're if you're interested. So we'll put that in the description for the podcast for this week. We could probably put another link to the Myers Briggs test as well, which is another helpful one and that goes into more like the extroverted introverted kind of stuff. You guys can take those, learn a little bit more about yourself and then potentially about some other people too yeah it's been it's been awesome for me with there's been people in my life that I've had a hard time with and once I learned the Enneagram it just really helped me in my relationships so I I highly recommend it so to all you threes out there good luck getting your goals accomplished (laughs) don't lie about if you're accomplishing goals don't make it all about you but get some stuff done And to you fours out there, love people. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. I have a lot of feelings. Be yourself, but you're already going to do that. (laughs) Well, we love all of you no matter what your number. And we hope you have a great week. Bye. That does it for this week's podcast. For more information about Westridge Church and our young adult ministry, please go to westridge.com slash YA.